0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Hey guys,
1: this is Liz Canbay. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Evan Carson. Hey, this is Hey, this is Jordan Canada.
2: This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation.
1: WNBA Nation. What's up, everyone? Super excited to have all of you here for the one, the only season predictions. Episode. I could not be more excited to be on mic with three of my very best friends. My name's Kyle Haywood and I am joined today. Let's start things off with my good friend, Steve Schwartzman. How's it going, Steve?
3: Let me hear you say, oh, na 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 na. I'm great.
1: <laughs> you sound great considering what time it is that we're recording this and doing a live stream. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah. I'm just saying. This is one of my
3: favorite uh, <laughs> episodes of the year, so just lots I, of hype. I've
1: been hype about this for like set like a couple weeks now. And I have so many like little sticky notes all over like my workplace and, and at home, like just of like little notes I want to keep. So uh <laughs> we're also joined today by uh the one and only Jason Snow. How's it going, Jason?
0: I am doing good. I am fresh off my Third place finish in our bracket challenge, and I intend to keep the streak alive. I'm going to have a good night tonight. He's, he's, <laughs> good night tonight. J- I am. I. <laughs> I am going Jason. to get some of these picks. This is my year. This 2021 <laughs> is all Jason. This year, I'm doing good. How are you, Kyle? It's all Jason. Everything, he's bringing up
3: <laughs> everything's coming up, Jason. I love close it. A, I love it. He's, he's about to. He's close a house He finished third in a bracket he, pool. That's how you do it.
1: How are Yeah. Like you should just run for office or something, Jason, because I don't you. You're, you've got you're living life right right now. Uh, not we got we got to bring in our fourth host because uh, I know he's got takes.
2: I know he's got some hot takes tonight. Logan, how's it going, man? I I'm trying to bring the same energy Jason's bringing, but it's <laughs> I'm intimidated, man. His bracket finish, his closing on a house. Yeah, I mean, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm moving in with I'm moving in with Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> wow, with that's we're gonna we're gonna be so powerful once we're under the same roof.
1: Logan and I are gonna like share brain power while we're while we're living together, and we might equ- equate out to like a part of Jason's brain power. And, and so watch out. All I'm
3: doing is having a baby. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs>
0: Wow. wow, whatever. Oh, <laughs> just, just a human, whatever.
1: Yeah. So, uh, quick announcement before we get started, everybody. Um, so, some some news dropped today that some of the uh, upcoming WNBA games are going to be live streamed on... Amazon Prime. They will be broadcast through Amazon Prime, which makes all of us really, really excited. We think it's going to help get some extra eyes on the product. Um, so super stoked about that. So if you don't have uh, a current Amazon Prime subscription, you can hit that up. If you do have an Amazon Prime subscription, or if you're getting one because you want to watch some WNBA basketball on Amazon Prime, it would be a fantastic way, uh, a fantastic use of the Amazon Prime subscription uh, to throw a couple of Bucks our way for absolutely no cost to you. Uh, we record all of our episodes live on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash WNBA nation. And uh, if you have an Amazon prime subscription, you can subscribe to our channel for absolutely free every single month. Um, and it sends a couple bucks our way at no additional cost to you. And, uh, and so Wanted to make that connection, uh, I'm sure. I'll, I'll, uh, speaking of, we've already had a couple people subscribe to us tonight already for our, uh, our season prediction episode. So thank you to all of those who are currently subscribed and uh, the rest of you who I'm sure are going to be following suit and uh, helping us uh, put on uh, the best possible uh, production here uh, on behalf of the world-class athletes that are in the WNBA. But without further ado let's make a quick call back to last year's awards and our predictions there. Um, so we actually, no wonder Jason's actually feeling really, really good about his predictions this season. He didn't give predictions last year. And so we can't even call him out for any of the misses. Um, last year's MVP, Asia Wilson. There were two of us that selected that uh, myself. And then Mike, who is one of our NW, NWSL nation hosts uh, with Steve. Uh, he and I both put Asia Wilson. We got that right. All of us totally whiffed on rookie of the year. Uh, to be fair, I don't know how many people saw crystal Dangerfield winning that considering the rest of the field. Um, and uh, yeah, with the, Injuries and different things coming through, um, but well-deserved for Crystal Dangerfield. Coach of the Year went to uh, Cheryl Reeve, which none of us uh, predicted. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year went to Candace Parker, also none of us predicted. But we did pretty well with our champion picks, uh, three of us. uh, Myself, Logan, and Mike selected the Seattle Storm. um, And uh, that's kind of where we were for last year's uh, predictions. This year... We'll see if we can do a little bit better. Um, no guarantees. And uh, because I have a feeling that a lot of us are going to be all over the place with each of our different picks. Um, but I'm really excited about this. Anything else that we need to cover before we hop right in and start doing our picks, guys?
2: Yeah, I just one thing. I contend that all of my picks last year were accurate and the WNBA just got it wrong.
0: Uh, <laughs> I just want that on record
2: before we get started this year. I think in the, I would just say, I think in the spirit of the
3: announcement of the commissioner's cup, uh, I think I, I would bring to vote that we start with that prediction.
1: I like that idea, Steve. Uh, since that's how the season's going to pick up, pick up and we're actually going to know the results of that one first. I think that's a really solid idea to start with that prediction. I,
3: I will say one thing real quick before we jump into that too. The the logo and like the imagery and everything at the Commissioner's Cup is just. I gotta see this trophy. Like, do we have any? Like, I don't know if any imagery's come out or if it will, but I gotta see what. Like, if it looks at all like this logo, we're in for something interesting. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but the world of women's basketball is stupid with interesting looking trophies. If you've been keeping up on Euroleague ball and some of the other leagues across the pond, some interesting trophy nomenclature going on, and I think we're onto something cool with the Commissioner's Cup
1: trophincletor is my new favorite word. <laughs>
3: right, I thought it worked. It felt like it worked. Uh, and that's on top of I like that. the W ever already having a great championship trophy. So there's a lot to be happy about, but I just, I had to get that out as, as a fan of aesthetics. So
1: absolutely. Um, well, I've got uh, a certain order here on our spreadsheet as far as who will be predicting, uh, what. And I figure why mess with a good, with a good thing? This is generally the, the order that we sign off on the show. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and, and follow that. Uh, Steve, we have you picking first for the commissioner cup winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, who you got? So I made a lot of these picks on the fly uh,
3: for our whole predictions because there's just a lot of stuff that's up in the air. This is one I actually feel analytically makes a lot of sense. I'm um, Given the Commissioner's Cup to the Chicago Sky, given that the matchups in the lead-up to the final are contingent upon playing teams within your conference, I actually think these matchups, th- that plays extremely heavily in Chicago's favor. And that, quite honestly, the Eastern Conference is just weaker matchups and they'll be playing teams. I think they have a better chance of beating in the early stages of the season. I think that gives them the point value to comfortably find themselves in a position to the final. Whereas I think teams in the West are going to be much more highly competitive. I think it's going to be a bit more of a dogfight to see who gets through on that end. And so that's how I see it panning out. Now, the other side of it as well is uh, Chicago compared to some of the other squads from what I can see, isn't going to be taking as heavy of an amount of players to the Olympics uh, for the Olympic team. So you're also looking at resting them well for the final. Uh, so I just think the whole structure plays in the sky's favor. So that's why they're taking the inaugural cup home.
1: Wow. Uh Takes thoughts from Logan or Jason on that pick.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have, I mean, I don't want to get too far into my picks, but I, I like it. I think the sky seemed like a very clear East coast representative um, I might have some different opinions about how that shakes out, but the, the sky making it there makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. And just to, for the record, I have them beating the Sparks in the final. So I've got LA and Chicago. I think I, I expect the Sparks to, I, I, I could see them having a, a bit of a hot start to the season. You'll see mm-hmm. that that may taper off for them down the road based on my overall predictions. But, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just plays one of Chicago's hands, but I'm, I, I'm interested in other takes. So.
1: No, absolutely. And I'll go ahead and give my official prediction here as well for the Commissioner Cup winner. I think, Steve, you eloquently put all of my thoughts together, like, in the way that you said this. And I'm just going to say ditto. Um, Chicago is who I have predicted as well for the initial Commissioner Cup winner. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and go with Chicago and immediately just toss it straight over to Logan. Who do you have?
2: Uh, I really like your argument about how the conference plays a role in this and that um, one conference is kind of tougher to get through than the other. But I didn't think about that before I made my pick. So <laughs> uh, my pick is the Minnesota Lynx. I, mm, I think they come yeah. into the season with a big old chip on their shoulder. A lot of players that they've picked up from other teams have something to prove. Cheryl Reeve is going to want to win everything there is to win. And because Minnesota isn't my pick to win it all, um, I think they are in the right position to be a really good team that would actually care about this. Like, I, I think every team will care about the commissioner's cup because there's a cash prize for the players and it's, it's new and, and these are competitors on the highest level. But teams, like the top cut of teams, I think are going to be more focused on winning championships than worrying about the commissioner's cup. And I think Minnesota's right on that precipice of they want to contend for championships, but they also want to prove that they're for real. And I think the Commissioner's Cup games will hold special Mm -hmm. uh, importance for them. So I'm going to put the links there. I like that
3: take really quick because these match play type scenarios, very often out coaching, like coaching becomes a big impetus to what makes this work. Cheryl Reeve might be as built for this type of uh, tournament structure as anyone
1: You guys already know how high I am on Minnesota this season if you've paid attention to some of our season preview episodes. So I really like this pick, Logan. Um, So I, I, again, I think that it's a really good idea that whoever comes out of the Western Conference would have a really good shot at actually winning the title. Um, And I think Minnesota might just be that type of team to do it. So great pick, Jason. Let's go ahead and move on, and who do you have winning the
0: inaugural Commissioner Cup? So, I I agree with Steve. I've got Sky coming out of the East. Um, I think the Mercury are going to have a hot start to the beginning of the season, and I actually see the Mercury coming out of the West and winning it all, simply because okay. Diana Taurasi decides that she wants to be the first MVP of the champions of the commissioner's <laughs> cup and therefore makes good it happen. Take. So I, I the the Phoenix Mercury that's my pick for a uh, first ever commissioner cup champions. Helps that's that a
1: really really good take. It
0: helps that it's decided by a do or die game too, which is very
3: yeah, oh yeah. much yeah. plays into her hands. So I like that.
1: I, it, it, to be fair, I think that the Mercury are one of the more like put together teams. They added mm-hmm. Kia Nurse in the offseason, which was a big addition, but their core is pretty well intact, all the way yeah. from Brianna Turner to Brittany Griner, Skydig, DT. Like they've got a really solid core coming back, even some of their bench and role players. Uh, I think that they could start the season on a lot more solid footing than some
2: others. And yeah, so yeah. that's a great pick, if, Jason. They have
0: less to figure out. You'll see as we get further on in the show. Like I, I have them coming in third as far as West teams in terms of my final rankings. But a lot of my take on the Commissioner Cup was exactly what you said. It's they're already a cohesive unit that knows how to play together. And like I think the Storm lost enough pieces; they've got to figure things out again. And the Aces lost, you know, a little bit. And I, I think they need to learn how to gel just a little bit better. But it's like I, I think the Mercury are going to come out hot. I think they're going to have a good start. I you know, like guys, it. I like we're, it. We're
2: already letting Jason run away with this episode. We
3: can't, <laughs> we can't let him win everything this year.
2: Um, I only have one other, uh, I,
3: I'd almost call it a bold prediction or at least an Im, imposition yeah. for the commissioner cup. This is the commissioner cup, meaning that it's Kathy Engelbert's cup. Like she organized this. If that's what you're calling it, the commissioner's cup. Mm-hmm. If the final does not include a platform, a raised platform, uh, of, with Kathy Engelbert sitting on her own throne next to the commissioner's cup, <laughs> commodus from gladiator style. We have been completely cheated out of what we deserve. That's what I demand I happened. Just above one of the baskets, like in, like an area with like a spotlight on her the whole time, watching kingdom, watching basketball, like that. This is the commissioner's cup. This is your kingdom, Kathy Engelbert. So, so, so shall it be written? So shall it be done to quote King <laughs> Bob from recess.
1: I love it. I love it. That's really, that would I, honestly, if that happened, nobody's mad. Everybody's stoked on that. A hundred percent. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, real quick while we're on Mike and, uh, we didn't plan this out beforehand. What do, uh, should we head back to Steve for our next prediction or are we going to go snake draft and come back, uh, letting Jason pick first? What do you guys think? i
2: I'm with the committee on this. Whatever y'all want to do. Whatever puts <laughs> Jason at the biggest disadvantage. Right, I'll, uh,
3: i for sake of uh, confusion, I could just go first each time. Is we're not doing right, a draft. Let's style, do that. So let's do that. that. Let's
1: keep it. Let's keep it simple. Let's do that. Um, Get it out. We're going to go ahead and start. We we hit things strong with that Commissioner Cup winner. Let's keep things strong. I want to know who's your MVP pick Ooh. for this season. We're gonna go straight to the top. We're going MVP. Uh Steve, let's start with you. Who is your MVP and why?
3: Maybe this is boring. I don't know. Uh, but it's Stewie. I like get just I I to me it's just also based on where I have the Storm sitting, it would make a lot of sense too, given I think she needs to play at a very high level to help the Storm be competitive, given some of the pieces that they did lose in the offseason. Um but she had I would say the – and I always get it wrong. Was it ACL or – what was the official – Hers was Achilles, Achilles yeah. Achilles. It was the Achilles, right? I always get it wrong. I just don't want someone to correct me, right? She, in my opinion, as far as bas- professional basketballs, probably had the best return from an Achilles injuries that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is coming off of another year with reinstilled confidence uh, in, in a very new era for the squad who have re- refabbed with other pieces of – Uh, support, but you lost a lot of your defensive prowess. A lot of the onus is going to be put on her to step up on that end. And I think that's, what's going to show her really give her the room to prove MVP by definition above some of the other teams who may have the best player on a bit more of a stack style roster. So I tried to explain it in a way that you was, was unique, but otherwise it may sound boring, but I'm going to go, I'm going with, 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 uh, with Puma's own, uh, yeah, uh, she's gonna <laughs> rock Stewart. in her own pumas and,
1: and take home some hardware. I like it. Yeah, good <clears throat> pick. Thoughts on that, Jason Logan? Good. Any, uh, any takes? Good pick.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like your reasoning. Um, sometimes the boring ones are the ones where you, you land. So, I, I mean, it makes sense.
3: And that's, uh, St- by the way, Stewie is not boring. I just like, I, yeah, I, I yeah, tried yeah, to yeah. come up with a unique, spicier pick, but at the end of the day, it's just that feels right to me.
1: No, I like it. Um, so, uh, Steve, that's that's who your selection was for your MVP last season. And uh, I'm going to agree with you on this one, but not in the same way. I'm going to agree, and I'm going to take my pick for MVP last season again. I'm going to go Asia Wilson. Back to I back. think that Asia Wilson is, uh, is primed for... To really take over as the clear and defined top dog of this league. I think that she's ready for it. And, uh, and I think that she's kind of started to exhibit it already. I mean, winning the MVP last season. I also have this, the aces finishing significantly higher than I have the Seattle storm finishing. Um, and that, that did play into it as well. A lot of times the MVP will come from, you know, kind of that story. Uh, you know, that story franchise. And I just think Asia Wilson right now is probably the player that I'm picking to, to, uh, kind of lead that, lead the league forward into this next generation. And I really like what I've seen from her. Um, for the last couple seasons, I think she takes an even bigger step forward this year. And, uh, now that Angel McCaughtry is going to be out, that's that many more points that are going to have to fall on someone's shoulders. Why not Asia? So that's where I'm going with my MVP.
3: Hey, Kyle. um, Do you want to take a quick stab at the last time a WNBA player repeated as WNBA MVP?
1: That is a great question. I I don't know if it's happened since, like, probably the Comet, I would think.
3: That's correct. Cynthia Cooper, the
1: inaugural MVP, second-year
3: MVP, hasn't happened since.
1: I think was that part of our comments his, comments history?
3: That I believe that that's a stat I did drop at the time. Yeah, but I just I even then I I relooked it up, looked it up. She nearly three peated. Yolanda Griffith won the year after that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, she won the first two, and we haven't seen a repeat MVP since. So that's I I think it's a very high potential, and it would be quite mm-hmm. history making if it did because it's apparent it's apparently very hard to repeat as MVP.
1: Oh, absolutely. That was my one reservation with this is I think that everything works for Asia's like, I think that I legitimately think Asia will have an MVP type season. I think Las Vegas is going to finish likely as the number one seed. So all of that points to her. My one reservation was you don't see it very frequently in mm-hmm. almost any league in any professional sport that someone repeats as MVP, but I I got to go with my gut on this one.
2: That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Logan, let's move on to you. Well, Who's your MVP pick and why? I was ready to spring everything you and Steve just talked about on you as a reason for not picking Asia Wilson. And is, <laughs> it's the reason I'm picking Stewie over Asia Wilson. Um, okay. I mean, there are other reasons, and I, I do believe Stewie could have won it last year. I think she is the most impactful player in the league still, as much as I love Asia Wilson's game. Um, I, think, I think Stewart is, if you held... A league wide redraft right now. I think every team in the league is picking Bree Stewart number one. Even you know, even with an injury history now, she's proven that she can do it. Um, it really hasn't slowed her down. So I'm I'm taking Stewie both because I think she's the best player in the league and because I know she was in the conversation last year, so people are, are there's already gonna be like some fire to that argument. And what you guys just said, I mean, there's extreme voter fatigue when it comes to awards in the WNBA. There hasn't been a repeat. MVP in a long, long time. I think Asia Wilson would have to go so above and beyond the rest of the league stats wise in order to Mm -hmm. make a case for herself to win it this year. Um, And, and Stewie's going to be able to get maybe more opportunities to show how much she impacts the storm, because if they lose the pieces, they lost this off season and the storm still finish, let's say top three in the league. It's probably because impressive. It's going to be because Stewart is racking up some big numbers and playing some really good defense. And that's yep. going to definitely turn people's heads. So I think she's going to win. I mean, she won in 2018. I think that's enough time that people aren't going to be like, oh, this again. And I think if if the Storm have a top three season, it's going to be on, on her back. So I think she's going to take it home.
1: I like it.
0: Jason. Um, so I listening to you guys talk. I keep bouncing back and forth. But I'm going to stick with what I originally put on paper. And here's the reason why. I have very little faith in voters. Um, I genuinely <laughs> fair, believe fair. that they're going to look at who's the number one team. Then they're going to look, they're going to sort that team's stats based on points per game. Who's the top points per game person. And that's who they're going to vote for because I just genuinely don't believe they put much more wow, thought into it you, than that.
3: Are you, Are okay. do you have a vote? Cause that, that sounds pretty much how <laughs> everyone's voted it for Sounds MVP. like, yeah. For, yeah.
0: yeah, but but for that reason, I believe the Aces are going to finish number one. I believe Asia Wilson will be the best player on the best team. Um, and that's not what the MVP is supposed to be, but that's my vote. That being said, a a Storm team that finishes in the top three, I think Bree Stewart is a better pick. Uh, a Sky team that finishes in the top three, I think a Candace Parker would be a better pick. Uh, but I think that in the end, it's going to be Asia Wilson for the very reason of yeah. everybody knows her name. She's going to be the best player on the best team, and that'll be it. Yep.
2: I am okay. surprised. I, I, I got to say I'm surprised neither of the four of us went the Candace Parker route because mm-hmm. we all know that's going to be a headline-grabbing story all year. <laughs> for like sure. Are playing well, Candace Parker is going to be getting the MVP buzz the whole season
1: absolutely I think I I was actually thinking that one of us would probably take Candace mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in in that for that very reason yeah. um and and to go with the two top vote getters from last season like makes us seem boring trust us a lot of I if, if my if I know my th- three co-hosts here as well as I think I know them. They all sweated over this decision every bit as much as I did. It may seem boring to go Stewie Asia, Stewie Asia, Trust us, we've put a lot of thought into this. That just happens to be where we landed.
2: Remember last season, to Jason's point about not trusting voters, I I don't think people had decided on who the MVP was between Stewie and Asia last year until Vegas won the last matchup before the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and then they ended up in the number one seed, and she ended up getting more number one MVP votes. Yeah, I think that game ended up turning. I, I think that was the difference maker. So I absolutely think that finishing as the number one team is you know, it's heavily weighted in this decision making.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember breaking down those stats between Stewie and Asia with you, Logan, and how close they were in almost every single category. I think Asia held a slight lead in a couple of the cat in a couple more categories, but it was scary how almost like insanely in sync their, their stats were from last season.
3: Now, I think you brought up Candace Parker, which I think for the reasons you brought up are valid. Uh, Elena Deladon's probably the other name that'll hit discussion mm-hmm. because she did sit out the last season um, for a lot of reasons, one of those being healing her back. I think she has the potential to have that same kind of supreme rise. If, he, if it helped Washington lift, that helps their cases. Also, if Deladon or Candace Parker find that, uh, you know, get that lightning in a bottle and make it happen. Both have potential to hit rarefied air. They, one of them would become only the fourth player to win three MVPs in their career. Uh, so mm. Leslie, Lauren Jackson are the only ones to have it. Here's another fun fact as I've been looking at this sheet in front of me. Uh, quick stab. Anyone want to tell me how many MVP Sue Bird has won?
1: Uh, don't think she's won any, has she? Zero. Yeah. I, yeah.
3: That shocked me genuinely. Like I, I feel like I knew that anytime I looked at the list. I just, you know, rolling out those goat commercials. And, and uh, doesn't
1: uh, doesn't DT only have one? DT's only got one. Yeah.
3: See, I've heard yeah, that DT only has one discussion a lot before. Yeah. It's like it's it's crazy that she's only got one. It's really interesting. I mean, I think a lot of it is just she played all
2: those years with Lauren Jackson when Lauren Jackson was, was raking yeah. in MVPs. And Jackson won two thousand three, two thousand seven, two thousand ten. So every year it would have been Bird. It was Jackson yeah. instead.
1: Right. Okay. I love it, guys. I love I love the picks. This is and I love the discussion. I love you can tell. Yeah, I love that. We put some thought into this stuff. All right, guys. Super excited to hear where you're going with the rookie of the year, because I think this could be one of the craziest seasons as far as rookies go. There's a lot of moving parts. Uh There's a lot of discussion as far as how strong this draft class was top to bottom. And, uh, I don't know if there's a clear favorite similar as we've had in years past with players like, uh, Sabrina Ionescu and, uh, Asia Wilson. Um, so I'm very intrigued to see where you guys are going with this. Steve, let's hear your pick first. All right. This might be, this be off to some
3: and some of y'all might think I'm a little nuts, but, and maybe I'm just too much of a, a, a seller on social media, but. Kaiser sold me. I think she'll be put in a situation where um, she can get quality minutes and can score efficiently. I think she's going to be a very surprising piece um, for Indiana. I, I, the only thing that I think hurts it, because I, I think what's going to be important here is there's a lot of high quality rookies that may end up with a longer upside. That their situation or the team that they're on is just not going to give them enough space to succeed at that level in terms of the rookie discussion. I think Kaiser's there. She has the poten- potential to pull that off. Obviously the one big hang up, I don't know, think it correlates to many wins for Indiana. Uh, Dang. and obviously that's a big deal. Uh, but there have been cases in the past where that. Well, it's not a big deal. So I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to go with it and say, I, I think she makes enough noise that it, you know, it, it resonates well. And that's where I see it. I, I expect her to, to be a fun impact piece. And the more that her cow and Tierra McCowan gel, you're going to start to see the foundation for Indiana build pretty heavily. Plus the first time she, she balls out big time and maybe double doubles in those Stranger Things uniforms it's going to be big. It'll be headline
2: news. So <laughs> that's, time. that's a, that's a pick of a player that I didn't really give much consideration to that. Now I've had time to think about your case. It makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> like I'm a little yeah. worried now because that makes a lot of sense.
3: If it could get the fever, more wins, like closer to playoff contention, I'd feel really solid in it. It's my one big case, but mm-hmm. I, I, Something about, I was weird on the pick when it happened and there's just something about that I bought into the hype. I'm sold on it. So let's see how it goes.
1: No, I really like that pick. Um, that was actually going to be my pick for several days. I had Kaiser written down as my, as my pick for rookie of the year. I recently have changed and so we won't be going, uh, back to back on that pick. Um, Man, there are so many options. Uh I, I went all over the place as far as like who's gonna fit, who do I think is actually gonna get minutes. Um, uh, because I think that there's some players who I'm really high on their talent, but are playing a position that is already pretty stacked on their respective teams. So I had to I tried to take a lot of different uh a lot of different things into account when it came to this pick. Um so for me, uh <clears throat> this is tough. This is tough because even as I'm doing this, I'm, I'm like second guessing myself. Uh, I'm going to go with Michaela. Onion-Ware. Oh, dang it. Kyle. <laughs> yes. I was real close to making this exact. Yeah. <laughs> well, Cause here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that there's a couple players who have played very well, especially even in preseason. Uh, now I'm, I hope I'm not, if, if you want to use this stat later, go ahead. But do you guys know who is the current points per game leader in preseason? Basketball right now. I have a feeling it's, Kill anyway. it is Jasmine Walker. Okay. I was like, for LA. And so I was very close with, close the yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 okay. you're good. It, Jasmine Walker. So, very, okay, makes so, sense. so Jasmine works. She's great, but she's a forward and would have to battle against a couple of really solid forwards in LA. So I, but dude is all over the place, but on your way, I think with New York. She's going to be, uh, partnered up with Natasha Howard. She's going to have Sabrina Yonescu out on, uh, out in the perimeter delivering the ball. I think she's in a really good position. And if, if the minutes turn out like I'm hoping they are, I think that she could really come out and, and have a strong case, especially if the Liberty end up making the playoffs which uh, I think personally they will. So there's a little spoiler alert for, uh, for where okay. I have the liberty. Boy, So, yeah, I know. I know. Hot takes. We're, we're, we got some hot, hot heat coming through. But that's where I'm at with my rookie of the year. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's go Let's go
2: to, to Logan. Uh, I'm curious, who do you have for rookie of the year and why? Gosh, dang it. I I really did consider Michaela quite a bit here. This is probably the pick uh, tonight that I'm least happy with. Uh, <laughs> but ultimately, I think it comes down to not just who the best rookie is, but the best rookie in the best situation to get the most minutes. Um, huh. And for me, that's Charlie Collier. Uh, mm. I, I think she's going to step right in and play a bunch for the, a Dallas Wings team that's trying to experiment and find who's going to be the players they want to ride with into the future. They're just such a project right now that there's no reason not to play her right away and get her reps. So I don't love it. I think rookies of the year tend to be high scoring guard type players more often than not. But about half the time they end up being the number one overall pick because that pick is usually going to a team that wants to play them right away. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with Collier. And then at the end of the year, when we review these picks, I'm going to ask you guys like, how could you let me do that? Like, what was I thinking?
1: <laughs> Whatever. As as she averages twenty and ten, yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't really,
2: I do, I stand by it. Like, obviously, I gave it enough thought to write it down in the doc and and make a case for it. And I, I just don't think she's as surefire as a lot of number one picks in the past have been. I think everyone would agree with that. She's not. I don't know. She's not a super Brianna Stewart type player, but I think she can be really good. And Dallas is going to need her on the floor a lot. She's going to show what she can do not really in a lot of high-pressure situations because I think the Wings are going to be behind a lot. And, you know, you can get some stats that way too. Uh And like Jason, I don't totally trust people to watch games. I, I know there are other rookies in this class that are going to get a bigger push. I think Kaiser is getting a lot of attention. I think Ari McDonald will be a very popular pick for this award because people want to see what she can do. But I don't really think there's going to be enough... Of Ari on the floor in Atlanta to overtake what Charlie's going to do in Dallas, so I'm going to side with Collier here and then see what Jason decided to do for our last pick.
1: Jason, what you got?
0: I have been trying my best to do the the like really think it out analysis, like what's the situation, how are people voting, and with all of that, the name that I wrote down, and this is not my pick, was Awak Queer. Um, and yes. the reason is because I actually think she's more game ready than Charlie Collier, but everything else is chalk with what Logan said. I think she's getting a lot of minutes. I think, I think she's going to be putting up 15 to 20 every single night. And sometimes those numbers are just overwhelming when, when you're averaging that consistently, that being said, I want to go with a totally different pick. If I'm going with okay. who I think is going to perform the best, not get the most points, not get the most minutes. I honestly have a, a very high opinion after watching some footage of Shyla heel. Now she's going okay. into Chicago Woo! and she's going to have to fight for minutes. Like I, I'm not saying she's going to play a lot of minutes, but I think when she gets minutes, she's going to score. I think she's going to be like a six to 10 points per night person, but she might be the rookie that I enjoy watching the most this season. So that's going to be my pick. This is my passion pick. Um, I, I'm really excited to watch her play and she's the only rookie who's like a five year pro. So, I mean, that, that counts for something like the, the experience of playing professional sentence, but like (laughs) there is, there is something about playing professional basketball. It's at a higher speed than even the college game and stuff. And, and so coming from the, Oh, I can't remember the acronym for the league, the Australian professional women's basketball league. Um, I think that she's going to come in more polished and and a take to the league quicker than than most of the rookies so um I'm going Shayla Hill
1: I love that I love that pick that's an excellent pick uh
2: it's a spicy pick but it's a good good it's pick It's certainly tough to crack that rotation and play enough minutes to get noticed but yeah. they I mean she's going to be on a good team and maybe they'll be blowing some teams out and she gets some time on the floor that way Yeah. Um, and more importantly, everything good that she does in the league, I will take credit for because I had her on draft day. So that's what's important (laughs) to me. So if Jason's pick is correct, it's sort of like, sort of like my pick was also correct.
3: Yeah. Our best, (laughs) our best, uh, our best draft prediction was Logan had her in the round, not on that team, but in the round, but in the round. round. Yeah. (laughs) It was a (laughs) really. We, uh, we did so one hard I, for draft predictions.
1: <laughs> Who didn't? I, I won't do this with every, with every category, but I think specifically for this category, I know that if you were like me, you were going back and forth between like five names. And so I'm curious, anybody that wasn't brought up in any of our picks that you think has a really solid yeah. shot and and has a, a good chance to to make some noise in the rookie of the year discussion.
2: Uh, it sounds like you're all worried about the same things I worried about with McDonald. Is that is that the case? Did you guys consider her?
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. She was, if, she was on I, my list if for if sure. If I didn't yeah. pick Kaiser, I would have picked Aerie.
2: Yeah, And it, uh, Jasmine Walker, um, you mentioned Kyle, is scoring all the points in the preseason. Uh,
1: yeah, she just dropped 26. So I mean, I just, uh, not bad
2: once. I just think, but she's
1: got a stacked front court to, to go with. She's kind of meets the road in the regular
3: season. It's just that the minute structure is going to level out for her.
1: Yeah. She's, she kind of can play a, a, a couple positions. So maybe that's enough to get her, um, to get her some extra minutes, but I don't know if it's strong enough because there is a pretty solid front court there in LA. Um, another kind of a dark horse candidate that's a second rounder i wanted to call as dejena carrington yeah yeah um yeah. also had a really good preseason uh drop, dropping 16 points uh i thought that was a really solid outing for her but again she's going into a very established connecticut sun team and uh but i who knows maybe she can find some some room to breathe there um, but yeah, I thought that those were all some really, uh, some really interesting and solid, uh, players to take a look at. Yeah. Um, I think Chelsea Dungy is, is, uh, potentially a really good pick because outside of, uh, Agun Bawale, there's not a clear, clear cut starter in Dallas. And I think that, uh, you know, she was the first guard that, that Dallas took off the board and could be a very, very good fit. Uh, in that Dallas Wings early, uh, or that that young Dallas Wings team.
3: See, that's that's conversely exactly how I feel about Dana Evans. Is I yes. I could see Dana Evans filling that role potentially. It's just uh, could be,
1: yeah. Coin flip those two.
2: So much of a talented rookie crowd on that Dallas roster. It's <laughs> so hard to <laughs> <Yeah>. tell. <laughs> uh, I I also consider Chelsea Dungy, uh I also kind of I. Uh, I'm with Kyle. I think the Liberty have an opportunity, if things go right for them, to like surprise some people this year. And that makes me like a lot of the rookies that they have there. Like Anywhere is the obvious one because she's gonna be scoring. But DD Richards. I think DD Richards is like a yeah. like a way <laughs> outside so, like, just saying it makes me feel like, no, like probably not. But like if they're playing well and it's in part because she's playing great on the defensive end maybe maybe it's a little optimistic of me to think that voters would ever care about defense but
1: dd richards like we saw what dd richards defensively could do in in march i think that she may not be putting up a ton of points per game, but she's solid as far as assists and turnovers. She, she's not afraid to go and, and, and get a rebound. She may not be your leading scorer. At, you know, she might be your fifth or sixth best scorer on your team, but we've seen a, several players carve out a really nice position in this league because of their lockdown defense, and I think that could be the case for Didi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We spent we spent a lot of time on that topic, but I was assuming we would because there was a lot to discuss here. Yes. Uh so, let's go ahead and move on to our next category, Coach of the Year. Steve, start us off. Who you got? Sandy Brondello. Uh Good call. I Hey.
3: I expect big things out of this Phoenix team. I think that they'll I think there's high potential for them to potentially have a bit of a slow start and pick things up pretty heavily. Which I just think will play really well into Brondello's narrative. Um, I also, and obviously, like her other coaching ventures aren't going to, shouldn't necessarily play into whether or not she, but the, but the fact that she's also committing to an Australia team and they'll be successful in their own right, I think is just a natural narrative that voters aren't going to be able to deny. Um, and I see Phoenix succeeding two point eight, I think very much the narrative of the coach of the year is often not the coach of the best team, but like who's the really kind of the coach of the team that saw the most vast improvement or surprised everyone. And I could see Phoenix succeeding at a very elite level this year. We'll talk about that when we talk about mm. how we rank our teams. Um, and that will directly tie to, to
1: her pulling that together. I like it. That's a really good pick. I really considered uh, Brondello a lot. I think that, Um, so moving into my pick there, there were three coaches that I heavily considered as far as teams that I could see taking a big step forward, uh, in production and, and where they're going to finish this year compared to last year. And Brondella was on that list of three coaches. Um, another one I actually think, uh, who could overperform is Cheryl Reeve um based on just what we've seen from her in the past and where I personally think Minnesota could end up this season. Um and so that was that was really highly considered. Um it was between Cheryl Reeve and the and my actual pick um and I'm going to go with uh Walt Hopkins <laughs> Dang it. Mm. who is who is going to lead the Liberty from a two-win season to a playoff position. So That's where I've got our boy, Walt, actually friend of the show, Walt. That's true. And, uh, super stoked, uh, to, yeah, I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw a a prediction his way as for coach of the year. (laughs) Lost
2: references in 2021.
1: Wow. That's really good. I have a three
0: year old
3: and a newborn on the way. I haven't watched anything in a long time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Shoot. Um, Okay, Logan, where are you going? Well, it's not like this is like a fantasy draft where now I can't pick it, but it just feels less special. I'm also taking Walt Hopkins for Coach of the Year. Okay. Um, Okay. I believe that a lot of times the math for deciding on Coach of the Year is just wins above expectation. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he's dealing with as low expectations as exist in the league, probably. I mean, not entirely. Outside of Indiana. Yeah, because Indiana (laughs) didn't do anything in the offseason. You say that, um, but this is a two-in team. I mean... Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I I think people in tune with the league know Sabrina is going to be back and they picked up Natasha Howard and like that's they they should have higher expectations. But I think people will still their eyes are going to pop when they see a two win team jump up to a nine or ten win team and they get some good like marquee wins at some like maybe right before the Olympic break. And I, you know, I also just think he's a great coach. And this is another case of people tend to get voter fatigue uh for for all the awards he I don't think he's ever won it. No, he's only he he's like a, a second year coach. Yeah. So Cheryl Reeve won it last year, James Wade the year before. I certainly think I don't want to to rain on anything that Jason might say, but I certainly think there are going to be some more popular names because their teams are going to be number 1 or 2 in the rankings and um I I I think that's deserved if they're coaching a great season, but I think Walt Hopkins is going to be the, the guy that has his team performing above expectation the most this year. So decided to give him a nod.
1: I like it. Obviously, I like it. Yeah. Jason.
0: Yeah. Um, I think that I, I was tempted. I've got two names written down and Walt Hopkins is one of them, but he was my number two. So I'm going to go with my original number one pick. Um, and, uh, and Logan just alluded to it. I'm going to go James Wade. And yeah, the nice. reason I think that is because I think that, with I, I I think they'll finish second, but I think they're going to look very dominant, and I think that the the visual of Chicago being a dominant team is going to to wear off on people, and so I, I think that he's going to get that momentum. And for some reason, people are still in, like when we see the Vegas betting odds, people are still sleeping on Chicago for some reason. So um, I, I think that he's going to perform very well, and as such, uh, I, I think he's got the the hardware going his way.
2: Yeah, that's probably where the smart money is. That's a good pick.
1: Solid, yeah. Thoughts, uh, Steve, any any takes on uh, the other three picks from us? Um, The James Wade pick,
3: I think, makes a lot of sense. I, I feel like maybe I'm missing something. I don't, I don't feel the Walt pick at all, to be honest. I, I actually see this mm-hmm. being a potential hot seat year for him, um, and I think a lot of that is because New York, you're changing – ownership you you're obviously picked up your superstar you're putting things in a new direction and i easily see new york saying unless we see a drastic change maybe not this year but maybe the year following we look to the elite college pool and see if we can pull in a more established name and see if it bumps us up and you know i i I don't know if, if as an organization, New York may fully be bought in on James Wade. Now, that doesn't necessarily yeah. affect how well he coaches. If he coaches and he succeeds, you keep, you keep him, right? Um, and I like Walt a lot. I just, I feel like this is a potential hot seat here because I don't, I just don't see New York getting much of a bump, uh, enough to warrant that.
2: <laughs> I'd be very excited <laughs> if he did. Yeah. In fairness, if if I would have known beforehand Kyle was taking him, I probably would have gone a different way because I I just I didn't want to go chalk with like if everybody had Wade and and Reeve and and those guys. I thought it was going to be like an outside pick, and now like half our hosts have picked him. Generally, I I just looked it up, and no no coach is one coach of the year finishing below five hundred. Mm-hmm. And right. it's very likely yeah. the Liberty will finish below 500. Yeah, it would, absolutely. It would take absolutely. a real,
3: it would take a real sizable bump. So I, yeah. I think it's a good pick. I I'd be thrilled if, if Walt pulled it together. It's just, uh, I actually kind of see the opposite fate for New York, but
0: mm-hmm.
3: we'll get to that. We we'll get to that. But I, I think it's a, I think <laughs> it's a good pick. And if, if, uh, what Kyle's currently envisioning comes to fruition, uh, it's, it's a great argument.
1: Uh, Let's go ahead and move on with our last of the individual awards. I'm curious where you guys are going with defensive player of the year. So Steve, let's start things off with you as per usual. Uh who are you picking?
3: I think last year showed that this award has a lot of narrative tied to it in that mm-hmm. how the defensive player of the year award almost boils down tells you a lot about how the league viewed the year and also what other things may fit in place as far as awards, which is why I think this year's DOI is uh DPOI is going to be Asia Wilson. Um, if, okay. if I think if the MVP ends up in Stewie's hands, the fit of, of defense play of the on Asia makes a lot of sense. I believe she was the leading block getter last season. I may be off on that um, on block percentage. Um, and, has been effective on that side. But I think that's also the side of the ball that hasn't gotten attention. And I think she's going to play at a level that's potentially going to get that, uh, level of attention. Um, I think the, her ability to control defensive boards to affect inside shooters, I, you know, there's so much to what she can put together. That's going to make that prevalent. And I very much feel good about the decision last year with Candace Parker. I, I don't balk on that at all. I, I will say one thing is it did show how much narrative can go into this defensive player of the year move. And that's where I sort of see this going is, uh you know, I, I have a vision in my head of Stewie and Asia really going at it. And if the decision falls in Stewie's hands, I could easily
1: see voters saying, well, then let's hand this one over to Asia. I like it. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense I think Asia actually has had really solid and underrated defensive seasons mm-hmm. um and so I think that I think she makes a lot of sense um for that I think that a lot of people consider her you know oh she's that offensive powerhouse she's got that you know solid mid range game and and low post presence but defensively she holds it down and is a very very good defender so I like that that's a good pick um mm-hmm. In fact, I think she would won. She was on like second team last year. So I think she got second team honors. So it makes
3: sense. Better, um, better than Candace got. And she got the freaking award. So yeah, that's she conversation won, we right now, but, of
1: the year. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, Gosh. didn't get on either of the teams. Yeah. So, um, for my pick, I'm going to go with someone who, uh, may catch a few people by surprise, unless you're a member of the X factor. Brianna Turner is my 2021 defensive player of the year. Very cool. Um, Here's the thing. Could have won it last year. Brianna Turner easily could have won it last year. I got got a couple votes, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, A lot of people always look at Brittany Griner as that lockdown defender and, you know, like makes sense, obviously, but in a year that Brittany Griner was just kind of not really, not really doing a whole lot on the court. Turner stepped up and legitimately turned so many heads. I think that she's a phenomenal defender, um, an underrated player overall. I think she gets overshadowed and I'm very excited to see what she does this season. I think that uh, kind of alluding to what Steve um, mentioned earlier that, you know, Phoenix could have a really, really good season. I think that that could in large part come from Brianna Turner stepping up not only, just in the on the defensive end, but she's also stepping up a lot in like their in the in the Mercury's like social media presence. She's starting to become a little bit of a media darling and a fan favorite down there. Why not ride that all the way into um, into a defensive player of the year award?
3: I like this move. I would say, obviously, I think one of the media narratives is Brittany Griner simply being there makes this a really hard award for Breonna Turner mm-hmm. simply because people, you know, it's look you're trying to share. The court with, uh, that said, you know, one piece last year people kind of overlook. Ken, Candace Parker was sharing a front court with Neko Guake, and was sharing right. the court with Brittany Sykes playing off her rocker on the defensive end. She had an amazing defensive year, and it still fell in her lap. I think if the numbers sustain themselves and if Phoenix success correlates to it, uh, it, it there's a high chance. Because I think there are a lot of people who rendered votes and it woke people up to the idea that she's a defensive player people need to be paying more attention to. I believe she led the league defensive rating last year.
1: Uh, um, I think you're I think you're right. Think she, she was I know she was yeah. top maybe maybe 3. Yeah. She might have She, really, she might have had that though. She was
3: really high on defensive win share as well. Uh you know, I think so like the the stats kind of support it
2: if if she maintains what she put in last year.
1: Like it. Logan, I'm curious where you're going with this one. <laughs>
2: Uh, I feel like after my coach Walt pick, maybe I should pick like a safe, a safe defensive player that you like gets me, but I'm, I'm not. I'm still zigging where you guys are zagging. Uh, I'm picking Nafisa Collier.
0: Uh, Good pick.
2: I, I would like to, I generally you have to finish probably top three defensively in the league, like as a team in order to even be considered for this award, which scares me because I think the sky will play great defense and I don't think there will be voter fatigue. Um, to make an, ex- I, not make an excuse, but I think she will get stiff competition from Candace Parker for this award. I think this guy will be good defensively. And because she won it last year and she's kind of the center of attention. right now Parker is going to have a strong push, but I think Minnesota is going to have one of the best team defenses in the league. And that's going to be led by a six, one forward instead of a, a center, which is usually kind of where you go for this award. Um, I'm very excited to see how this plays out. It, it could totally blow up in my face. Um, but she also received votes, uh, last year. I think she only, refused, uh, two, she received two votes. Um, and so she wasn't high on the list, but I, I like her rebounding. I like her steals, her blocks per game. Um, she just does a lot of things well and she's going to lead or be towards the top in a lot of statistical categories. And I think she's going to be in that third year in a team that I'm very high on, uh, garnering a lot of attention. And I, I know this doesn't make a lot of sense, nor is it a good reason to vote for a player for an award. But I feel like come award season, people are going to think Minnesota should probably be in the running for something <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I, I don't think there will be like, I don't think they'll have an MVP candidate towards the top. I don't think I'm sure will will be uh, in the lead for coach of the year because of the voter fatigue thing that I keep mentioning. So this is an opportunity for voters to like have, like, hey, let's give credit to what Minnesota's doing because we have to give them something. And you, you'd laugh, but like, I know voters have done that before with players. Um, <laughs> so I and but I think she would deserve it. She's a great defensive player. And that's that's a part of the game that's going to set the links apart, I think, from other teams trying to catch up this year. So we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> OK, thoughts on uh, Nafisa. I hadn't considered it, but
3: I, I like it. I mean it makes a lot of sense. If she's the Did she get votes last year? She got
2: two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Yeah. She's in a very similar situation as others of, you know, sharing sharing the court of Sylvia Fowles makes it tough to stand out. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. share we got consideration. Uh, yeah, I mean I think the fit's there. Um it just comes down to is she going to be able to play in a way that
2: gets the attention that increases that votership? And there's yeah, high potential there, for it. There are other players I considered like more traditional, like, like Natasha Howard, I think is going to be front and center playing great defense. But I, I know contrary to my last pick for coach of the year, this, this kind of follows a different narrative, but I don't think the Liberty are going to be good enough defensively for people to care. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. that the links will be a good enough team that people will pay attention to it. Yeah. Okay interesting jason we've had a
1: lot of discussion on this uh topic let's hear your take for defensive player of the year
0: so i was excited because i like having picks that come out of nowhere um and i felt like that's what this was and i had this whole thing i was going to tell you guys like last year this player was second in rebounds or tied for second in rebounds tied for second in steals tied for fifth in blocks and then i was going (laughs) to drop that it was pieces pieces um but for all the same reasons that Logan just <laughs> li- listed, um, I'm going with Nafisha Collier. I I think if she has a third-year bump and her defense gets better, I think that she'll be very top of mind when it comes to defensive players for anyone who's watching the league. So um, I think she's got the potential there. And then like Logan said, I think she's going to be play on a very defensively stout team. Um, and so if, if she can lead the stat line there um, the way that she did last season, I, I think that that'll be good. So what yeah, we're what at
3: least three of us are agreeing on is at least at least someone from the Teen Fee podcast is going to be uh, taking on this <laughs> hardware.
2: <laughs> she did. I she, love that call out. I love she. Uh, she averaged nine rebounds a game last year, yeah. which behind Candace Parker was tied with like Alyssa Thomas and Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was right yeah. there in the mix. And then um, steals.
0: I don't know what the steals per game. Steals per game, she she's on one point one point eight tied with Lexi Brown for second. For second, okay. That's pretty
2: good. So
1: yeah. Wow, that's that's a that's a better pick than I was uh than I was even mm-hmm. gonna give it. I like it. I yeah. yeah, I mean I saw her name on like who was getting votes last year, but I didn't really delve into it, but that's a good pick. Yep. Um I, this was an
2: interesting one. She and Stewie averaged the same blocks per game last year. There's a wild stat for you.
1: So here's something that's interesting. The all-defensive uh, or the defensive player, excuse me, the all-defensive team um, has only gone on since the 2005 WNBA season. Since that started to become a thing, the all-defensive team, um, defensive player of the year is probably the least shared award given out to players because Tamika catchings has won it five times. Yep. Sylvia Fowles has won it three times. Uh, beard out of LA won it twice. And Brittany Griner has won it twice. There's only a handful of players who've actually won it only once, hmm. uh, because everybody else is multiple time, uh, winners of this award. So, so you're telling us contrary to won other it. awards, I'm, say, I'm saying I'm saying it could be a Candace Parker, <laughs> it could be a Natasha Howard, it could be a Sylvia Fowles or Britney Crow. The
3: awards to go back to back, this is the one that you have the highest potential. So, yeah, so Candace right. repeating is not out of the question.
1: If Sylvia Fowles won, she would have a an absolute an actual decade between her first award yeah. and her and her last award or most recent award in this category which would be really really cool
2: that's also what makes it really difficult to determine whether there's like a, a position preference at this award because you'd think like oh like it's a center award uh-huh. like the, the yeah, it's a big you know, but actually it's a center award because fouls and grinder and catchings are not catching she's a forward Fowles and Griner have won five of them in the past 10 years. So it feels like, Oh, it always yeah. goes towards a center. Yeah.
3: So you need to be a center or you need to be to make a catchings. That's kind of how it's right. basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Catchings Those are the rules. The, I believe that's yeah, in, the, yeah. in the bylaws.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, well, that wraps up our individual awards. We only have one thing last to, pre- well, to, to pick as far as our, our official predictions here. And that is the big dog. That is who is your 2021 WNBA champion? Steve, we're starting with you. Who you got?
3: I feel like I saved a lot of the spice for this. Um, And I did this completely on the fly and we started recording. In the past, I've made very analytical decisions and sat down and like, I've legitimately in previous years gone through the whole schedule, determined who would win every game to figure out how the rankings would go. And it did me no good. So this year I decided, go by your heart, see how it feels, look through every team's website, Twitter, look at, you know, just kind of play it play it by ear, and here we go. Starting at the bottom. Uh, <clears throat> I've got the Liberty at 12. I've got Dallas at 11. Fever at 10. Atlanta at 9. Uh, playoff pool, Connecticut at 8. Washington at 7. The Sparks at 6. The Lynx at 5. I've got Chicago at 4. Phoenix in the three spot. I've got the storm at two and I've got the aces repeating with the one seed. There you go. Now, um, I don't know if it's, uh, just because I generally get inspired by Kyle. He's just a good and honest individual. Uh, but I'm going to (laughs) pull a trick from his book and I will see if it works for me where it hasn't worked from him. (laughs) Um, I don't know what it is, uh, but I'm, so I'm, I'm high on this. I've been high on this team. There's a lot of weird reasons. I don't know if it's it's just, I don't know what it is. There's a lot of stuff. But Logan called out a stat, I don't know if it was before we hit record, that I thought was really interesting Uh, that ties to this. We haven't had a coach of the year who has represented the champion since 2014, Sandy Brondello. And that's happening again. I have got the Phoenix Mercury being <laughs> the Aces in the final. Yeah. Uh to to give uh to give Phoenix and, and DT four four championships. I don't know if it's because the look of their home white uniform is very reminiscent of the uniforms they won when they won titles uh in previous years. Um I I am very high, I I've often said that key and Nurse to Phoenix was actually one of the most impactful moves from the offseason. And because of that, I kind of see that mix up of Skydig and DT and Griner and Nurse is kind of a core four. And that's huge in building that up. Um, and I think a, th- a third spot, if they can get, you know, it, it, you know, if I, if I'm correct in Seattle taking a two spot, I think there's high potential for an upset there and that puts them in a good running. Um, but I don't know. I, it just it, it just feels right, and also it's been a while since one of us wildly picked Phoenix to win a championship. So <laughs> I thought, why not let it be me, and let's see how it goes. It's been, we had one so, se-
1: we had one season away from that, every, and we're right back. Everyone, and in, I love it.
3: Everyone in chat, <laughs> tell me I'm nuts, but that's uh, that we're giving pick, this one to the X Factor and the that Mighty pick Mercury is
2: freaking rad.
0: <laughs> I love that
2: a lot. That's
1: so much fun. Here's the thing: what I love so much about this pick. Two things that I immediately noticed. One, curly hair power. All right. Because Steve is, is Steve's wife Great call. has, has some phenomenal, like just absolutely beautiful hair. And as soon as Kia nurse left New York to go to to Phoenix, I thought, this has got to be Steve's new favorite team, just because to, I know he loves Nurse, and I love he knows... I, I, know, I didn't I love make that correlation, he, but I know just, he loves Skydig.
3: I didn't make that correlation, but just to illustrate this to, to everyone at least watching on the Twitch stream, you know, that's that's my wife. And my dog. And that's my son. So, um... Yeah, I didn't think about it at the time, but maybe it's a subliminal <laughs> thing. You know, That's totally true. Like sure. I love Steve
2: being influenced <laughs> by his loved ones to pick... Phoenix, that's, oh, that's, I, such a, that's such a great
3: call. <laughs> uh, I will say this. One, so time, um, one time we were watching a game, and this was back when the I'm Here to Work commercials were happening. So Skylar Diggins-Smith was one of those commercials, and Jenny saw Skylar Diggins-Smith and saw her hair and legitimately said out loud, and if you know Jenny, you know what a big compliment is, is said that her curly hair was, quote, Carrie Russell good. And that is <laughs> wow. That's a huge, huge compliment that's, that's because really legitimately, good. she very much Jenny over time because she's naturally curly. Is like ranked her favorite curly heads of hair over the years, and to her, Carrie Russell's the end all be all of curly hair. And so that's a that's a high <laughs> mark. Right.
1: Dig. if you see this, it's a high mark. So the second thing that I I love that you did here is uh it happens every season that people sit and question how much longer we're going to see Sue bird or Diana, Tsarasi. Like everybody brings it up constantly. All I know is that any chance that we have to see Phoenix and Seattle battle it out in the playoffs, it's going to peak our attention because those are the two teams that we visited to get us into the league initially. And you have them battling it out for, uh, in the semifinals. And I love that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, it's, it's probably another fiver. That's, gotta be at this point
1: so (laughs) it has to be yeah Yeah. if not we're being we're just cheated out of everything steve i love the picks love the picks i'm gonna run through mine uh now so uh coming in at number 12 i've got indiana um coming in at number 11 atlanta number 10 i have dallas Number nine, Los Angeles missing out on the playoffs. Yeah, I know. That's a, that's a, that's some spice right there. Los Angeles missing out on the playoffs. I've got New York coming in at my eight seed, making the playoffs. Uh, Washington at seven, Connecticut at six, Seattle dropping all the way to five, Chicago at four. I also have Phoenix at number three steve uh minnesota if you all ask the, way the up chat, to number that's two. an unpopular
3: move by the way just say so you know,
1: yeah yeah uh, minnesota at number two and las vegas las vegas repeating as the number one seed so I, I think you and i have a couple of uh a couple of teams going pretty pretty well there but i know we you and i also disagree pretty drastically on a couple of these teams as well mm-hmm. um where this where this comes down to is uh i think that Las Vegas and Minnesota coming in at the number one and two seeds is a lot to overcome anytime that there's a team, especially uh, a team that's facing the single game elimination games at the beginning. um, But even those uh, even those uh, three and four seed teams uh, seem to be at a slight disadvantage when when you. Go up against a team that's had a double buy situation. And for that reason, I'm going to go with my personal pick for the 2021 champion, the Las Vegas Aces, bringing home their first hardware uh, in the city of Las Vegas. So, certainly more realistic than my pick. Uh, It makes a lot of sense. (laughs) We'll see. This is, yeah, I I still think the Kia Nurse pickup is a lot bigger than people are giving it credit. So So
0: my my question, Kyle, is how big of a deal do you think the Angel McCautri injury is? Because obviously you're still picking them to win it, but I'm curious how that factored in.
1: That was huge. They were my favorite, and it wasn't even close. Like they were drastically my favorite. Uh when Angel went down, it definitely hurt like it definitely hurt my thought uh or, or my opinion there. Um, kind of where I balanced out on that is that they are no longer like far and away. My favorite it's very close. In fact, I think that it made it a, a pretty strong battle among all five of my top. I think all five of my top seeds really all now have an opportunity and a chance to be a number one seed, uh, especially after McCautry went down. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think Las Vegas adds in a Liz cam beige uh, that could pick up a lot of that uh a lot of that slack that is going to be left by that, uh, the hold that, uh, Angel McCautry is leaving. Um, so I, I feel a little bit confident there in, in picking up some of that, but that remains to be seen. I think that Chelsea Gray's also going to add a lot to this team as far as distribution goes to some of these more high powered, uh, um, forwards that they've got, and, uh, so I still feel pretty good about Las Vegas. I am way less confident now, but I'm still feeling pretty good about them. Yeah,
3: that's makes fair. Sense. I, I don't know if, I, personally, I don't know if McCaughtry going out, the Chelsea Gray pickup helps them in that situation r- really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if it hurts Chelsea Gray it, wasn't there, it'd
1: be, they're in a,
3: or, they're, yeah, they're, I think they, they look out on that end. I just, uh, for Angel's sense, it was more than anything as far as that injury, just because I think she was really on the uptick to getting back to that prime level we've seen her. And with that level of injury, it's it's hard to say if she'll make it back to that level. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully she does. But I, I think for Vegas's sense, yeah. It's, luckily, they're in a situation that they can make some adjustments and still maintain
1: themselves pretty well. Okay. Logan, let's throw it over to you and
2: uh, <laughs> hear your takes. All right. All right. Let's do it. Alright, number twelve, I've got Indiana. I'm sorry, fever. I tried to find a way, but this isn't this isn't the year. You're always a year away from being a year away in Indiana. Um, he's not <laughs> talking Jason about, I he's not know talking that about the fever well. either. That's just, <laughs>
1: that's, just oh. that's just Yeah, that, Jason, that has to be the sound. Can we pull that sound by and put it at the beginning of the episode before like yeah before our, our, our little displays, t- our little teaser to tweet to that we send that. out that's got to be the teaser tweet and yeah maybe a show intro <laughs> before our uh, before our our like, intro music i love that that's a great quote
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry fever oh uh, if there's anything on
0: the fever uh fever uh chalkboard in the locker room that's going to be it right there I'm Logan s-
2: providing
1: the chalkboard. If you ask material, Logan, material, I know.
3: Yeah. If you ask Logan, I think he naturally would assume that the Fever haven't won a basketball game in like 7 years. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz he's like, "Oh, see you're at the bottom again." Like they were like 3 games out of playoff contention last like not ideal, but not like bottom feeding, but I do get 12 though. I'll to say that much, but I do I get 12. Say, but you get
2: it. You I do get, get 12. It. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I I picked a, I picked an Indiana <laughs> player as a rookie of the year and that's a part of why I bumped them as far as
2: 10. So no. <laughs> yeah. right. And if someone on Twitter wants to get in a fight with me and be like I think they can be 10, I'll be like fine, I whatever. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> their ceiling is not very high. Um, all right. So Indiana 12, Dallas at 11, Atlanta at 10. I think those games will probably like those teams will be separated not by many games. Uh, I do have New York sliding into ninth. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, uh, but I think that Natasha Howard and, and other pickups that they made, uh, Bet Nigel Laney's going to have a good year. I think that's enough to maybe have them finish a game ahead of Atlanta. So good for them. I've got Los Angeles at eight in the playoffs, uh, but only just I think they're going to have to fight a couple single elimination games in order to do anything in the playoffs. But I think the sparks get in. I've got the mystics at seven. I've seen the mystics so high on a lot of people's lists. Not really in this yeah. in this company, but on Twitter. I've seen the Mystics at like two and three. Guys, go back and listen to our team preview episode. It's not the same team as their championship team. It's not what you think. Um it I, I hope Dilladon's back and healthy, but they're gonna have players gone for a couple different reasons, including injury through most of the year and I just don't know whether I should believe in that team or not. So I've got them at seven. I've got Connecticut Sun at six in their typical disrespectful. We're going to ruin somebody's night in the playoffs. Number six, Uh, Phoenix at five, Minnesota at four, getting the first of the, the buys. I've got the storm at three. People are probably overreacting now to the storm for a little while. They were like the favorites to win again. And it was like, no, like they've lost a lot. And now people are going the other way and they're like not considering them a threat. They still have the best player on the planet. I think they're still going to be a threat. Um, And you, you know, more time for more. I don't know. Jewel Lloyd can step up and shine a little bit more. There's going to be opportunities for the stars on that team to to do their thing this season. I've got the Chicago sky at two, barely losing out to the Las Vegas aces at number one. Uh, That's, that's my list. Uh, I, I definitely played around with each of my top three seeds winning it all this year. Uh, I really I, I know it would have seemed like a boring pick but actually I think picking Seattle this year would be kind of saucy uh, because I don't think they're expected to repeat like many champions kind of are I, I think everyone knows that's a different team um but like Kyle, I ended up settling on the aces I think I've got the aces as uh, as my 2021 and WNBA champs. Uh, I'm kind of, I didn't do this on purpose, but it's the reverse of what happened last year where Asia took on the MVP hardware, but Stewie got the title. Uh, I think the reverse happens this year. Stewie secures herself as, as a multi MVP award winner, but I think Vegas and, and honestly, I think the finals matchup is going to be Vegas over the Chicago sky in a mm. matchup I badly want to see. And I think a matchup that like both those teams are going to play chess matches against each other every night. Um, easily that can go five games, but I'm not going to take the sky, even though I know there's a lot of momentum for, for being a title team this year going on with Chicago fans. I am going to take aces. Uh, Asia Wilson's going to get it done. We've, we've been saying since she was a rookie that it will, it will surprise no one to see Asia Wilson hoist that trophy someday. Like she's going to win a championship in her career. And I think this is the team and the coach that can do it. And everything Kyle said, I completely agree with. So, let's see it. I think Vegas' year is going to be really fun. Now, I will say this much:
3: um, one thing that plays really heavily into Vegas' advantage is if they do match up against Chicago, all they really need to do is just—and we don't know how well she'll she'll come back after injury. I assume really well. But you just spot Derrick Henry just a foot in front of the half court <laughs> line
1: <Yeah>. for forty <laughs>
3: minutes a night, and you're all set. Crazy
1: heat. I, I, so far, and we haven't heard Jason's rankings yet, but so far, basically what I'm hearing is that Washington is gonna, uh, win the title this season. (laughs) Based on, (laughs) based on the predictions that Steve Logan and I have given, Washington is definitely going to the finals. Um, yeah. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Like, some's gonna, like, Misaman's gonna come back from the Olympics and come in and absolutely wreck the league alongside uh, Della Dodd and Tina Charles and, like that could absolutely be the case. I'm not
2: I'm not rooting against that. I loved No I loved the Mystics title run and Deladon getting her due. Like loved it. Me having Seattle at five makes
1: me really sad when you mentioned Jewel Lloyd because I forget absolutely how dominant she was in the playoffs last season. Yeah. And how she probably should have gotten finals MVP.
2: We've, so we went from, you've already got me second guessing and Jason hasn't even gone we, we yet. We went so. from Seattle being like betting favorites when the odds first opened to now people mm-hmm. acting like they got gutted and like yeah. there's nothing left there. And it's like, guys, the truth is obviously somewhere in the middle, but yeah. I think you should err on the side of that's a really good team still. Yeah. Like now,
3: now really right. quick, I'm looking at our, our Twitch chat. I got to do, make one call out Logan. I, I can't help but now notice, you know, there's a, a certain, uh,
0: Curse with it, your predictions it. that we've
3: talked about. And I can't help but notice the team you have Vegas playing against and you picked Vegas and there's been a historical uh a pattern in the past you of you picking teams and then potentially losing. In this case they'd be losing Oh gee, is that a Chicago Sky you're What's going on? What's going
1: on here? He's reverse jinxing sense. We've already talked right to now. Illuminati. now it's all
2: making sense. I don't sense. know what you're talking about, Steve. I, I picked with my heart <laughs> i I'm like about that have have game the, the like that. Oh. You
1: guys don't realize how serious Logan is in picking Las Vegas just so that Chicago can win the title. <laughs> I know for a fact yeah. that's exactly what went through yeah. Logan's head as he made this pick. I cannot,
2: I cannot comment
1: on that. Fact. <laughs> Jason, let's get we'll your takes before we get too far
0: out of the out of the way here. All right. Um, starting from the bottom, uh, number 12, the Atlanta Dream. Number 11, the Indiana Fever. Number 10, the Dallas job, Wings. Yeah. Number 11. They made it. Uh, what's going to be known as my uh, sauciest pick of the night, number 9, the Connecticut Sun. Number oh. 8, the Los Angeles Sparks. Number 7, the New York Liberty. Okay. Number 6, Whoa. the Minnesota Lynx. Number five, the Washington Mystics. Number four, Phoenix Mercury. Number three, Seattle Storm. Number two, Chicago Sky. And number one, Las Vegas Aces, uh, who in the course of the playoffs are going to be beat out by the Chicago Sky. Okay.
1: (laughs) Jason, bringing some heat. And what's crazy, as you're going through that list, I'm sitting like, ah, that's a good place for them. Ah, that's a great place for them. That's a great place for that team, like over and over and over. Jason, I'm curious, what made you, uh, what, what was the determining factor in selecting the Chicago sky to actually win the title this season? What, what is it that put them over the edge? Cause they've been a title contender on paper and in, in everybody's discussions for a while. What is it in your opinion that puts them over the edge and is it? anything more complicated than simply adding Candace Parker
0: uh, so it is a little more complicated than just adding Candace Parker um, I mean we consistently have talked about Chicago as being the team that's one piece away and now they have a piece which is Candace Parker she's she's gonna bring a lot to that squad um, I think that Chicago has decided that this is their year that the organization the players and stuff and I think that something is different when you play with that in mind. I think mm-hmm. Ali Quigley, Vander yeah. I think that they want to get this done, uh, during their career before it's too late. I think they see this as the year. So there's a lot of things going into it. Are we, are, are we going to hit our, uh, our, our, crazy take, uh, still tonight? Or, or are we kind of past that?
2: Yeah. I, if you've yeah, got yeah, yeah, one, okay. that's, kind of, our, that's yeah. kind of our, our, our of okay, I'll, our I'll, I'll yeah, save yeah. it
0: then. There's one more thing that I think is going to play in in the sky in Sky's favor, uh, but I'm going to save that for for my crazy pick of the or my crazy prediction of the night. So, um, yeah, that, that's okay. some of my reasoning. Obviously, Candace Parker is huge. Like, I'm not going to ignore that. That's that's one of the big things that weighed in on my decision. But I think that the attitude and the atmosphere in Chicago has changed as well um and and because of that i think that they've got a real shot
1: i like it okay solid any other comments or or uh or yeah any other thoughts on jason's rankings or his championship pick
2: uh, i i too was overwhelmed with the gravity as he was going through each pick of holy crap i think jason is nailing this until like i new york at number 7 is like too bold for me for my taste Mm-hmm. But everything else is like, hmm, he seems to know something I don't. I did. I- <laughs> Connecticut
1: missing the playoffs is is pretty high. What am yeah.
3: I? What am I missing with New York here? Because I, I have them budging very little. I,
2: I think what it is is we all expect their ceiling to grow, mm-hmm. and and there's no like there's no formula for knowing how much. Yeah. I, I think playoffs is asking a lot because that's basically asking them to go close to 500 or above 500. and I just don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's just this sense that like all the other below, like like not going to make the playoff teams didn't really do anything that got us really excited. And New York did enough to get us excited. And we just don't know where we need to rein that in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to draw the line over their expectations.
0: No. And I, I completely agree with you, Logan. I think for me with the pickup of Howard and some of the other stuff that they did, they grew their ceiling and then the question is it's like okay well how artificially suppressed were they last year after losing UNESCO right at the beginning of the season like like where should they have finished last year and i'm like okay well if last year i think they should have been like an eight win team maybe it's like okay now you add in howard you bring UNESCO back it's like i i could see them going to the 500 point which is kind of i i i snuck them into the playoffs there and obviously i put them at seven so i mean i i more than snuck them in but for me, it just became a, a game of who should they have been last year and how much will they improve off that. Because if we're asking the question of are how far are they going to come up from two wins, I think it's hard to justify the playoffs. If you're saying they should have been X last year and how far could they have come off off of that, I think that it's a little bit easier for me to to land at that seven spot.
1: Yeah, that's kind of I I I think that's a really solid take, Jason. Um, as far as okay, where should they have been last year without injuries and mm-hmm. whatnot, um. And it's really hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Should we be as high on Sabrina as mm-hmm. like a couple of us are because what in the small sample size we saw it was excellent, but also we're got to remember she is coming back from an injury mm-hmm. yeah. season and is going to take a little acclimating. So we got to take that into consideration. Um, I think that the Natasha Howard addition was huge, but one that I think is underrated is the Sammy Whitcomb. Yes. Uh, yeah acquisition. I think that Whitcomb played a huge role on a championship um storm team and she brings in something that the New York Liberty drastically need and that is outside perimeter threats. Mm-hmm. And if she can do that, it opens things up in the middle for a player like Natasha Howard. I think Laisha Clarendon coming to the team, providing some uh some a little bit more veteran um leadership there could be really solid for them and then i really like their draft picks i think uh i think that getting both richards and onionwere are both like really really good mm-hmm. pickups um so there's there's a lot of reasons there i think that i think i could easily be too high on the liberty yeah. i think that i i kind of went with the liberties what i i think is closer to the liberty ceiling and the sparks basement mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah. and that's kind of why I, that that that's kind of why i I had the sparks missing the playoffs, but that's kind of where I'm at. I
3: I think the the thing with me is I, it, I think it might just be that I'm not as high. Uh, while I, while I am high, I think it's a favorable move. I'm not as high on the Natasha Howard acquisition as many are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it'll be as needle moving in, in this moment as it is. This is a team that needs some time to bake through. Th- Stuff and make it happen. I think they're they're making many of the right moves, and I just don't know that they'll kick off quite yet. I think they'll win more than two games. Is that that might be my bold pick of the night? Um, <laughs> I, I think I, I see them near 10, you know, about 10 wins, maybe, and maybe that gets them out of the 12 spot at least, but it'll be hard to see. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's like for all we know, UNESCO comes back in. Explodes. I mean, one of her last performances before this injury was, I believe, a 27 point performance. I mean, she or was it more than that, even. You, you know, she had a strong offensive performance that turned into, you know, that immediately followed by the injury, which was frustrating. So there's a lot to be seen there, but maybe that's what it comes down to. I don't know. I thought it was really intriguing uh, that felt like everyone was higher on New York than I was, but.
1: So here's how I want to wrap up the episode. Uh, this isn't going to be in necessarily any specific order. I just want to hear, is there any, are there any like specific, like spicy takes that you want to give, um, in general to the league as far as the 2021 season? Is there any last minute, like kind of bold predictions that you want to make? Um, I know Jason had one, so let's start with you and then Logan or Steve, if either of you have one, feel free to hop right in after his.
0: All right. So. Um, my, my prediction for this year, um, is not going to be necessarily basketball related, but it's going to be important. Um, so hmm. the, the sky of the aces are going to make it to the, the championship game or the, the championship series, the sky at their first home game, they're going to be like showing footage of like warm ups and all that stuff. And they're going to shoot up to the, the stands and. And it's going to show Malia and Sasha Obama wearing orange hoodies and sky hats, and it's going to change the <laughs> mood, and they're going to win the series from that moment. All right,
2: <laughs> so specific. I love it. That was interesting, <laughs> yeah, tasty. Uh, in terms of bold predictions, that was the, the sh-
1: Obamas attending Chicago's. You know, like, what? I, I don't know if season. this
3: is a, a bold cult, like specific cult. too. Is like I feel like if this happens. Candace shows up and immediately turns us into a title. You have to have the remake, the moment where she grabs the mic and yells, Chicago, this is for you. <laughs> like, the, like the Cleveland moment. But it's just, you know, it's like that. I mean, that's a moment. That's. I, you pull I If you pull it. that Obama card, it better pay off. You know, it's. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it. Jason or uh, or excuse me, Logan or Steve, either one of you have a a, a side bold prediction you want to make?
2: I, I've got one. I'll go ahead and uh, since we've got some Twitch streamers on uh, that made some predictions, I, I want to read some of theirs off as well before we before we forget. So I really enjoyed yeah. a couple of these um, size 14. Bernard, uh says Seattle won't be higher than a seven C. That's bold. That's, that's old. Spicy. Yeah. That's bold. Expecting the bottom to come out on that team. Um, also also a good one from 8th and 828. 828. He says, uh, here's one. Griner will not finish out the season with the Mercury. That That's might bold. not be that mm. bold. We'll, we'll have to see highly. how much of the... highly <laughs> affect a I, lot I wonder, of my predictions, uh, but yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> bold, but it's certainly like it's worth having your name like i wanted in writing sort of a a take like i just want you to know that i called it and i so i I wanted to give credit for that um i think those are there's Uh, a couple other kind of can i just
0: i i want to reiterate so in response to that most recent prediction um i i want to go back obviously there was a lot of talk last season uh with the the mercury uh whistleblower account all that stuff that happened and and we touched on it a little bit but a lot of it's hard to verify, so we didn't get too in depth on it and sh- on the show. I I'm going to respond and say I think she's happy there. And really, what's going on is that Doppler h- created the uh, the Mystics whistleblower account <laughs> and is just messing with the or, or, or messing with the Mercury. So yeah, Mercury. Mercury sorry, yeah. That
3: is a dark ass <laughs> prank, Dobbs. <Dops.
0: laughs> <laughs> Dobbs is to just no, secretly trying to, to ruin no Britney Driner's
3: life. <laughs> You scoundrel! You used to share a profile pic with me.
2: <laughs> I, I can say pretty safely that that would be the like the most like the best thing a mascot's ever done. Like I, I <laughs> this this is gonna be such an old man take, but I don't I don't get a lot from mascots. They don't add a lot to the game for me. But if they start tampering okay. in the off season, that's different.
3: We're talking- outside of Ellie the elephant. Okay, thank you. We're talking <laughs> mascots now. <laughs> I might have to look and shift my Liberty pick because Ellie the Elephant bumps the Liberty significantly. Yeah, they might be a four seat That's now. That's definitely yeah, worth a couple like wins. There's like three wins yeah. in having Ellie the four Elephant. Yeah.
0: But Jenny uh, said yes. Jenny Clyde.
3: specifically called out told me that yeah. the Liberty are her team now because of Ellie the Elephant. That
1: is a an absolute money mascot. I'm pretty sure that Logan's significant other had uh, similar thoughts, and I know that my <laughs> wife Clyde, especially she went. um, who is that? And I and I told her, and she said, uh, "When can we get out to a New York Liberty game <laughs> worldwide?" That was her first question. Worldwide with L E
2: elephant, it it might be asking too much in a year where we already got a lot of W merch, but an L E plush would be welcome in my oh. home. Oh, an t
3: shirt. I, I would love like an, an t right, shirt right there on my stand.
2: <laughs> I do. I, like I, I do have an actual. I don't know if this is even as bold as some of those I just read, like like Seattle dropping down to seven. Like that's bold. Um, but I do have one because I feel like uh, Jason's a little higher on them. But for the most part, we've been kind of down on the Mystics this episode. I feel, in particular, I have been down on the Mystics because I I have them so low in my rankings, and I know they've got a lot of talent on that roster. So I did want to call something out. Um, Tina Charles plays for them now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's not the bold prediction. That's just a fact. But after a lot of years in New York, she's there. uh, And and over her career, like, she's she's seen some declining numbers, especially in the rebounding column. And she's 31 this season. And that's why I think this counts as bold, is I think she will average 20 and 10 in a Mystics uniform. (sighs) Logan, do you, like... This is blowing
1: my mind. Logan and I have actually been pretty well in sync. maybe it's because we did an entire season's worth of episodes together <laughs> last year, but you and I, cause my bold prediction was that she would be in the running for MVP candidate, okay. but would miss out because the mystics wouldn't finish, uh, in the top five. Indiana. Yeah. Like that was my bold. that way. And I guess that's really not that bold, but that was a prediction I really wanted to make. Um, yeah, she was was just discussing the effect that Tina Charles is going to have on them on the mystics. And as soon if people on Twitch can can verify this, my reaction, my physical reaction when he started talking, Tina Charles <laughs> was I. Yeah, I was I was kind of mind blown because I that's yeah, exactly she, kind of the area I wanted to go with mine.
2: I think the mystics road ahead is still rocky. I, I still am confident in where I have them finishing in the regular season standings, but she's never averaged. Uh, excuse me, once she averaged 20 points a game. She averaged 21 and a half in 2016 when she was 27 years old. And that was about the time her total rebounds were dropping off. She At the front end of her career in Connecticut, she was averaging above 10 rebounds, and then that's tapered off. And the last two years, she's averaged like seven, seven and a half. So this is asking for both that to jump up and for her points per game to jump back up. But I think with what's surrounding her... Um, even in a struggle, uh, not a struggling season, but even in a rocky mystic season, 20 and 10 from Tina Charles, and, yeah, some talk around maybe she should be in the MVP combo.
1: Dude, I I like it. Uh, Steve, did you have a – Logan kind of (laughs) literally just took mine that I was planning on dropping. (laughs) We've all prefaced it this way. I'm curious if you've got one. We've all
3: prefaced it this way, so I I tried to decide if it's a bold prediction because it's something that started, but I think we'll continue to hear. I think we've seen just the beginning of this anti-Nike shoe deal avalanche. I think it's going to mm. continue and I think we're going to see some more very prominent names involved in it. Obviously we've seen Puma. We've seen Converse. Um, I think Under Armour is going to make some noise. Uh, I obviously we may see some more names come out of like the Adidas Reebok world, but one that really stands out to me. And again, I don't know anything about endorsement contracts and stuff, so factually this may not be possible. I have no clue. Uh but obviously one of the biggest things that waved that hit this was the announcement that the Bryant family would be moving away from Nike um, and the weren't any other direct announcements, but it looks like some trademarks are in place that there may well be a uh like the a Kobe Bryant led brand, or at least a Bryant estate-led brand. And this is something that rumors have said was in the works. Uh, before everything that happened last January. Um, Like, a, I don't know if it's a, you call it a Mamba shoe brand or whatever that is. Um And given the status mm. of their close relationship, I think, at least to kick it off, I think Jewel Lloyd's going to end up being the face of that brand. Cool. I like that. Um, oh, I obviously, that. they were extremely close. I think you'll have some other high-profile names that'll take that up as well. It's hard to tell exactly who I know... Sabrina Escu is extremely close with the family. Um, even Katie Lou Samuelson was a coach on the mama team. So a lot of people that are closely connected to those. I see them having a signature shoe that may come out that'll specifically be in honor of Gigi. I could see a Gigi shoe come out, which I think would be
0: mm-hmm.
3: um, a very touching thing, but just based off of it. Um, and you know what? I'll add another weird prediction to this while I'm being strange. I, you know, obviously, the Bryan Estate has had a lot of hands in media. Uh, that was a lot of what Kobe was f- focused on in his in his final days. If this works out, you got to wonder if there's some financial backing to get "She Got Game" off the ground. And <laughs> we see the return of the one and the only Faith Mothershed. I think it's in the works. I, <laughs> not in the works, but I think I think there's legs to it. So yeah. I, so yeah. who knows if all that goes down? But I I don't think we've seen even close to the end of this widespread
0: renaissance with shit
2: I think that's a very interesting, especially losing Stewie and then losing kind of the Kobe name and estate, both in like the last month. Yeah. That's a very interesting perspective on that. And I could absolutely, I mean, you saw entire WNBA or uh, NBA teams, like the Golden State Warriors were all dressed up in the Mambasita, uh, like hoodie and sweats combo when they released that. Um, that would be really cool. I'm I'm a Nike guy. I wear a lot of Nike stuff, and I I like their stuff. But we really need some fresh ideas. And Stewie needs a signature shoe. And like, <laughs> it What's didn't coming, sound like that yeah. was happening with Nike. So I'm you yeah. know, I haven't owned a pair of Pumas in a really long time. But I know like worldwide, they're a big brand. They're big into soccer. They're a big brand. Um, so I, I would love more signature shoes for players active in the WNBA. I would also love, I know you would love this, but like Converse, uh, their basketball shoes are really cool. Um, yeah. more players sporting those would be fun. I know, um, Kaiser Gondrezic is a, is an Adidas athlete. They're, 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 I mean, if Nike comes calling, a lot of players are still going to sign with them, but it yeah. would be cool to see kind of a, a female led sports brand with signature shoes and a jewel Lloyd like gem 1.0. Like we're all, we're all buying that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be, here's, like here's my that.
1: call out on the shoe. Here's my call out on the shoe side of things. Puma, you showed that you were willing to do a, a stewie shoe. I'm just saying do the same for, for our girl sky dig. Like sky dig has brought it in this league for a long time. Um, has exemplified so much of what this league is about and, and she's been with y'all for a while. Throw a shoe, de- throw a signature shoe deal her way, and then release both her and Stewie's at the same time. I would be so down to buy on that, a pair of either of those on
3: that same thing with Converse. I I would love to see a Natasha Cloud something at least in a Natasha yes. Cloud colorway or a WNBA colorway yes. yeah. of the Pro BBs because yeah. it's
2: it's a great shoe. Um, some yeah, yeah some fresh right. ideas would be welcome. And and I also really hate a lot of Nike's practices like they they limit the releases of a lot of their shoes that are really cool mm-hmm. just to like
0: drive the value re- up. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, they, they get resellers buying hundreds of them yeah. and then reselling them for, you know, and I just that's gross. Yeah. And I I would rather not buy into that if I don't have to. So it'd be cool to see other brands kind of take part in the WNBA.
0: I really want Sue Bird to get a shoe deal, but my 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 provision with that is that she has to have exclusive control of the design because I trust her ten times more than any shoe company. Yes.
2: She's got strong oh, yeah. shoe games. They
3: like just have to be, they have to either be called birdies or in the style of the air swoops, um, air soups. <laughs> um, there's I, I think other like, birdies. Yeah, like, birdies, birdies is a pair bit of Birdies is cool. That's something. Um, and we haven't touched on this in a while. They haven't followed up on it, but I want to say again, we had that Converse logo with the, the jersey reveal. If I don't get a pair of WNBA Chucks, bright orange Chucks with the logo on the side, I'm going to be furious. So I don't know who I need to get on the phone with, <laughs> but uh, that's an important thing in my life right now. I need a pair of high top Chucks. <laughs> it can even be Chuck 70s if they have to be. Less comfortable, but they're sturdy. Um and you know just classic canvas bright orange give me a logo on this it's it's not that difficult just just do do the thing I want you to do the way I want it done
1: <laughs> that's easy just a, it's it. easy
3: just anticipate my needs
1: you know one thing one thing that we didn't take into consideration with all of our uh, predictions is that we have a new basketball. Yeah, for this season, which could really throw everything for uh, a loop, and so who knows where where that's going to come through. Which, so shouts by the way, to Wilson,
3: you're not kidding because I remember when the MNBA changed their ball was something like eight or so the years. People, back, lost it was it. like controversial, like it was messing with the, yeah. with
0: the way players were playing, and they had to change it back.
3: So yep. we'll see
0: how it goes. I remember that. I just want to say thank you to Wilson for actually selling the dang ball. Cause I can actually now own a WNBA ball, which was so hard <laughs> to find. Yes. So that's, that's just personal. <laughs> so They've also got that
3: very dope one with all the
0: logos. Yeah. The other it? one with the logos, Fantastic. they got them in team colors. You can go in and pick your team and get your team mm. colors. Like, like uh, this isn't hard. Like, and the other thing that bugs me is anytime the WNBA releases some cool merch, it's not actually for sale yet. And I'm like, just freaking get it on your store so I can yeah. buy it.
3: And, and, and by the way, if we can get a couple of those in tall,
2: that would be helpful.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a couple XLTs, just a few. Just a few on the rack, so yeah. at least Jason, Kyle, and I can get our hands on one.
2: This this came up Absolutely. on some of our, our Twitch streams before one of our previews this last week, but the like the first step is done. Like successfully the WNBA brought us more merch and we're so happy about it. Now we need to be able to buy it. <laughs> like you need to stock it on the website. <laughs> because that all all the team's logos ball and that's a need
0: yeah that's that's a need absolutely I genuinely considered like because I'm building the background at my new house in my mind like I'm starting to think what I'm gonna put back there and part of me was like do I just buy one of every team's ball and that is my background like
1: <laughs> that yeah. would actually
0: be pretty Ooh. sweet
3: mm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh that's nice I like mm. lots of noises but there's that's a good idea. That, that's an idea <laughs> that, would be that the I could enjoy. Coolest background,
1: such a cool background. Okay, well, we have gone long-winded on this episode, but yes. we always do, and we've been hitting you with some quick snippets. And so, uh, yeah, sit down for uh, almost two hours with us. Yes. Go ahead, uh, all right, we're thanks. all about that. Uh, but thanks, shouts to everybody. Uh, y'all know our socials. We've been hitting you with those all week long. So you know where to find us. You know where to catch us. We're gonna go ahead and sign off. Uh For WNBA Nation I'm Kyle Haywood I'm Steve Schwartzman I'm Jason Snow I'm Logan Jones And we got you next time